Broadcasting from the Superbook Sports Studios, KTUS AM 1060, Tempe, Phoenix, and KSLX HD2, Scottsdale, Phoenix. It's time to hit the field with Extra Point, featuring Kayla Mortolaro and Bob Kemp on KDUS AM 1060. Tweet the show at KDUS AM 1060 or give us a call at 602-260-1060. The snap is back. The hold is down. You can't miss with this combination. And the extra point is good. Hour number two of Extra Point right here on KDUS AM 1060. As always, follow along with us online at KDUS1060.com and with the KDUS 1060 app powered by Superbook Sports. It is Friday. It is June 30th. That means it's a Friday spread brought to you by Von Hansen's Meats and Spirits. We still have that $100 gift certificate available for you today. Not quite yet, though, but with the long weekend, there's plenty of meats for you to toss on the grill when you're hanging out by the pool, doing whatever you're going to do on this long weekend. Uh, they're located 2390 North Alma School in Chandler. Von Hansen's, it's always not your normal meat market. They have craft beer, wine, spirits, and amazing treats for your four-legged friends. The weekend specials are jalapeno cheddar beef beef patties at $6.99 a pound, prime pork butterfly pork chops at $4.99 a pound, fresh cut spatchcock chickens at $3.99 a pound, and to prove that they are not your normal meat market, beer tasting tonight, 3 to 6 p.m. Wine tasting Saturday and Sunday from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. So visit them, 2390 North Alma School in Chandler. Let's reset the scene with today's poll questions, and we'll start with the Arizona Diamondbacks. Should the D-backs offer the Mets a combination of current Young major leaguers and or top prospects for Max Scherzer. No had been firmly in control. It's still out in front here, but I wouldn't say firmly in control anymore. 57% of the vote leads on the no side of things. Yes, at 43%. Okay. Um, just to repeat from earlier, also just a couple of things here. Uh, Obstacle-wise, obviously, you have Scherzer's contract, $43.333 million this year and next season. Uh, then there's also, if they're going to, you know, the, as the question is structured there, they'd have to, uh, I assume, have to give up a, a combination of the young talent and or top prospects to get Scherzer, and there would be multiple players involved, and uh, the Diamondbacks would have to decide, whether they're willing to take on some of the salary, I think the Mets would be most likely if they're going to trade Scherzer would take on some of the, they're going to have to take on some of the salary to trade him to pretty much anybody. Uh, he's not going back to the Dodgers at this point. But other than the Dodgers, I'm not exactly sure who would take on some of that salary or all of that salary, I should say. Uh, so there's the one thing. And, Diamondbacks would have to decide. They must think that they're pretty serious contenders if they're going to give up some of their young talent because that's what it's going to take. We'll answer that question in its entirety around 1130 today, tossing it on over to Twitter at KDUS AM 1060 in regards to the other uh, report from Chris Haynes of Bleacher Report TNT yesterday that Kyrie Irving was expected to sit down and have a conversation with the Suns and the Mavericks. Uh, so with that in mind, should the Suns be interested in signing free agent Kyrie Irving? No continues to lead the way at 76% of the vote. Yes, trailing at 24%. 
Yeah, and you know, far be it for me to try to understand the salary cap. I you know, quit trying. I really did try for a few years there and just found it was kind of a waste of my time to try to understand it because uh, whether it's the NBA or the NFL, it seems like if you want to get around it, you can, even though I think those are rules in the NBA, uh, at least uh, in the near future, have been changed somewhat. But it appears that if he signs a free agent contract, it would have to be to an NBA minimum salary thing. Uh, if they acquired him in via trade, sign and trade situation, uh, it'd have to include DeAndre Ayton in the deal. Let's go back to yesterday afternoon. It was a Diamondback six to one loss to the Rays. They dropped the series to Tampa Bay as well. Man, I was I was rooting hard for Brandon Fott to be able to come back after uh, getting sent back down to AAA Reno uh, to see if the five starts that he had in Reno was going to be able to translate back up to the, the bigs here. It was going to be a tough challenge, though, because of Tampa Bay's offense. All of this has transpired, though, because of Merrill Kelly going on the I.L., but Right from the jump, he was hit really hard, and he ended up only going two innings, seven hits, six runs, two walks, three strikeouts, and one home run. Yeah, yeah, he had five starts at Reno. He gave up at least one home run in every one of those. He was, uh, you know, he gave up a ton of home runs when he was up here at the Diamondbacks previously. Three batters into the game yesterday, he gave up a home run. Would have been a two-run homer, but Moreno actually threw out a base runner trying to advance before that home run. Uh, but it was a disaster again. And it just kind of shows the desperation of this organization right now for anybody that can maybe get a decent start uh, and, and throw you know, a few innings. Well, he couldn't. He didn't make it through a few innings again yesterday. The first inning, he only gave up the one run. Second inning was okay. Third inning, he faced seven hitters and got none of them out. Uh, he was out of the game at that point. Uh, Lavello had no choice but to take him out of the game at that point because it was you know, seven hitters and throwing like 30-some pitches already in that inning to get zero outs. Uh, speaking of that, you know, he basically he faced uh, – darn it, I just lost my place. I haven't said darn it for a long time. I'm – I'm my, doing my good radio thing here. Thank Instead you. Instead of saying, saying, yeah, you're no problem, even <laughs> though you, know, you all can imagine what I usually say, probably. Uh, but I, I had the number, eh, it's, you know, I swear it's here somewhere. Uh, but, you know, the number of hitters he faced and how many outs he actually got, uh, it's not good. I mean, it's like six, six, 15 or 16 hitters. And they really, he only re really retired five of them because he got the out at second base when, you know, caught stealing. So he was horrible. Uh, I feel a little bit sorry for him. I think he's been put in a situation where he's just not ready to be at this level. And I don't know if we to see, I don't know if we need to see any more evidence uh, that uh, he can do that. I would just prefer it's not like the Diamondbacks bullpen is great but they have had some good guys that actually had some good moments in the bullpen just go to a bullpen game at this point as opposed to throwing him out there for more possible you know obviously current and hopefully not long-term damage we've seen plenty of pitchers that have been promoted to the major leagues long before they should have been promoted and never and I'm not joking never recover 
Uh, when you look at, I guess, the other good news, though, for the day, and then there's also some other trepidatious news as well. It's all involving Corbin Carroll. Uh, Corbin Carroll left the game after four innings with soreness in his right shoulder. It's the same shoulder that he had surgery on two years ago. Tori Lovello called him day to day. Post game, Corbin Carroll also met with the media post game and said that he received uh, some good news, though, from the trainers and that he was really Believed, but that it certainly um, was an anxious moment for him when he, he felt all of that pain. Yeah, I actually heard the sound bite of that. He didn't sound completely convinced that uh, this was going to be great. Um, so hopefully it is. You know, he missed literally the entire 2021 season uh, with the shoulder injury before the required surgery. And I think it wouldn't be the uh, – if there's any question whatsoever – about him i think that uh they should at least consider shutting him down through the all-star break which you know they play next you know, this weekend then next week and then there's the all-star break so that'd give them like two weeks so i don't think that uh, that would be the craziest idea Speaking of All-Star, he was selected to be an All-Star game starter uh, for the National League. The All-Star starters are Corbin Carroll from the outfield, Mookie Betts from the outfield, was he plays with the Dodgers, Ronald Acuna Jr. with the Braves, Orlando Arcia with the Braves at shortstop, Nolan Arenado with the Cardinals at third base, Luis Arez, uh, Marlins second base, Freddie Freeman, Dodgers first, play, first base, and the Braves, uh, Sean Murray catcher over in the AL uh, the AL all-star starters catcher Jonah Heim with the Rangers first baseman Yandy Diaz from the Rays second baseman Marcus Seaman with the Rangers third baseman Josh Jung with the Rangers shortstop Corey Seager with the Rangers I'm sensing a theme here of the all-stars and the teams that are playing really well outfielder Mike Trout with the Angels outfielder Randy Rosarena uh, with the Rays outfielder Aaron Judge with the Yankees and DH Shohei Otani with the Angels I forgot about the DH over in the National League that's JD Martinez yeah, who uh, I think has the second highest slugging percentage in baseball now, only to Otani. Uh, Martinez has been uh, not surprisingly, well, maybe he is surprisingly because he didn't particularly perform well his last couple of years at the Red Sox. But he's in a great lineup spot with uh, you know everybody that's batting in front of him uh, for the Dodgers, and he's almost guaranteed to drive in runs. Good fantasy pickup if you were able to pick him up or drafted him before the season started. He's been a uh, big, big boost for you. Uh, but, uh, you know, th- this is, you know, the all-star team and elected by the, the fans. Uh, there are some guys that have no business being in the starting lineup, and uh, there are some guys that, for the most part, I actually think this has gotten better over the years. Uh, but there's, you know, Mike Trout, for instance. I know that people want to see him play. I don't know if you want to see him play like this uh, very often. We talked about him uh, with Jeff Fletcher from the uh, Orange County Register. And while he certainly had some loud outs this season, he's hitting 260. And he's, you know, last I looked, which was a few days ago now, but he's hit like 230 since May the 1st. And that's two months. 
Uh, back to the Diamondbacks here, and they're starting their three-game series against the Angels tonight. It is going to be Tommy Henry for the D-backs, 4-1, 4.31 ERA, 41 strikeouts going up against Griffin uh, Canning, 6-2, 3.99 ERA, 62 strikeouts for uh, Griffin on the season. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Griffin Canning. I think most people are that have watched him pitch, unfortunately. There's been a whole lot of time that he's not been able to pitch the last couple of years because of injury, and he's certainly got it together right now. Uh, 13 earned runs in his last seven starts. Total 13 earned, run, 13 earned runs in his last seven starts. He's been great. He's actually been, you know, like I said, he's been really impressive when he's been able to pitch. I'm guessing, uh, going back to the fantasy baseball thing again, uh, that almost everybody is, you know, tried to do some uh, Griffin Canning at some point on their rosters over the years, and when he's out there, it's uh, worked out pretty well. And but unfortunately, you don't know if he's going to be out there from start to start. Uh, then Saturday, it's going to be Ryan Nelson, who's four and four, four point nine seven ERA, fifty eight strikeouts, versus Tyler Anderson, four and two, five point five four ERA, sixty strikeouts. Yeah, the Diamondbacks have seen plenty of uh, Anderson over the years. Last year, he was good with the Dodgers, as is usually the case. They do a good job with pitchers. Saw him pitch in Colorado against the Diamondbacks, and that didn't go so well for a variety of reasons. Maybe not entirely or close to entirely his fault. Uh, so we'll see. Big start for Nelson here. He's actually had a couple pretty good starts in a row here. And uh, considering the Diamondbacks' desperation for any starter other than you know, Kelly and Gallon to be really good, uh, you know, if he can come through and become even just somewhat consistent and get him through five or six innings, of, you know, three runs or less, that would be a big boost. And then finally on Sunday, Zach Gallen, who's 10 and 2, 3.02 ERA, 108 strikeouts versus Reed Detmers, who's 1 and 5, 3.77 ERA, 94 strikeouts. Now, I heard Bob Brenly say this on uh, the broadcast yesterday afternoon, and he was talking about how he likes that uh, Zach Gallen has the opportunity to pitch on Sunday because in addition to be a, being able to study the film and watch the tendencies of the batters, he's also going to be able to say, see in real-time action what they do Friday and Saturday. Would you agree with that sentiment from Brenly there, that that's, that's totally. a, a major advantageous positive? Especially for a guy that's, uh, I think it's safe to say, a thinking man's pitcher. I mean, he's got a tremendous amount of ability, obviously, Gallon, but he uh, maybe thinks of things through a little too much sometimes. But yeah, definitely uh, that should help. Uh, Detmers, don't be you know, fooled by the one and five record. He's been, yeah, you know, first, I think the Angels really rushed him to the major leagues way too fast. He was their first round pick a couple years ago. And within a calendar year, he was in the major leagues. And he had some really shaky moments. He actually pitched a no-hitter last season. But he's been also really good lately. Uh, in fact, uh, he's allowed four earned runs in his last four starts total in 25 and two-thirds innings. So, you know, they're getting uh, you know, basically, you know, Detmers and, uh, and uh, you, know, you know, and the dude who's pitching tonight at their, you know, kind of their hottest moments. Griffin Canning? Uh, uh, Can right. Canning and Detmers. 
Uh, they're, they're both these guys are you know doing quite well at the moment, and if uh, they can continue to do what they've been doing, the Angels could very well make the playoffs for the first time in a really long time. Uh, let's save what's going on in the rest of the NL West for the other side of the break. You can also chime in if you'd like to 602-260-1060 is the number, but uh, the Diamondbacks will look at the NL West standings. We'll look at what the Giants and the Dodgers are doing and what they are going to be doing this weekend as well, plus some other notable series ahead for this weekend. It is the extra point right here on KDOS AM 1060. As always, follow along with us online at KDOS1060.com and with the KDOS 1060 app powered by Superbook Sports. We'll still have that $100 gift certificate to Von Hansen's Meats and Spirits available for you. That's coming up here shortly. The weekend specials, though, jalapeno cheddar beef patties at $6.99 a pound, prime pork butterfly pork chops at $4.99 a pound, and the fresh cut spatchcock chickens at $3.99 a pound. That's over at Von Hansen's Meats and Spirits, but more extra point coming up next listener rewards for you with the kqs 1060 app download today to hear all of the national and local shows you love that's the kqs 1060 app Eleven twenty-four here on KDOS AM ten sixty on this Friday, June thirtieth. Bob Kemp, Kayla Mortellaro, with you up until noon today, as we typically do Mondays, Wednesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays. We'll get into the NL West standings, the Giants and the Dodgers weekend series ahead, and some notable series around Major League Baseball here shortly. But as promised, we'll take your calls six zero two two sixty ten sixty. So let's pop on out to the KDOS hotline. Elvis, what's on your mind today? How we doing? We're good. How are you? Uh, real good. Bob, I'll try to help you as much as I can on this salary cap. But uh, I was really? up in Tahoe. I was up in Tahoe thinking of your gambling buddy Steve. He's still around. He is. I've talked oh. to him for a little while though. Oh, so, well, but he's actually he's actually he's actually up in Tahoe. I'm sure. Oh, that that's why I was thinking of him. That's what I thought. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, okay, one. One, I think, 65 is the luxury tax, which the Suns are at right now with the big four, and they re-sign Payne. That puts them over that. And then there's, like, the second tier if you're over 182, which they will. That's why I like Beal, the player, the person, but I don't like $50 million because now we got three supermax guys, leaves them no flexibility for a bench. You know what That's I mean? True. They're, I they're totally veteran minimum. That. They can't even get this because of the second uh, luxury tax thing. They can't even sign a mid-level exception guy. So it's going to okay. be veteran well. minimum. They got to, you know, hope a couple guys fall through the cracks. You know. They re-sign like fantasy Langtale. basketball, that's all that Matt Ishbia cares about, just getting as many stars as you can and why build a team around them. Yeah, that's why, I, I mean, like I said, I like Bill the player in the thing, but you got three max players. And don't give away Aiton for nothing. I, th- I say let's see if Frank Vogel can get the most out of him because obviously he was in uh, Monty's doghouse the last couple of years. And, you know. That, yeah, that it, would be true. You know, uh, you know, if they could get – you know a good return but at this point i don't think they can so 
Okay, I, I say, away I from the Suns, Elvis. I got to yeah. ask. I got to ask you yeah. about the Cubs because there's no sure. team that pisses me off. Uh, oh. That's a wrong term. <laughs> there's more. There's more team that. Can, there's no team that confuses me more from like series to series than the Cubs. So I, I'm with you. Should Should Hendricks, Bellinger, Stroman, and others be traded? Uh, Bellinger, because he's a rental. I, 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 Hendricks has a very, uh, Stroman's contract is up at the end of the year. Right. Yeah. Uh, and Hendricks has got a team friendly option. I hold it. The key is the next, uh, four weeks. Anybody can win the central if you're 500. So I say, keep them unless they totally fall apart in the next four weeks. Cause he says, you okay. know, he wants to be there. And, you know, everybody says that, you know, oh, I love, I love it here. I want to stay here. But, you know, money talks. I worry well, about Stroman at the end They could get a, lot, they could, get a yeah. whole bunch of young players for all those guys. You know, so, I think, you know, if they, even if they make the playoffs, what are they going to do in the playoffs? they going to beat the Braves? Well, uh, uh, no, but, I mean, they could win a round. But I, I don't think they're going to get a lot for Hendricks. Stroman, yes. Hendricks, I don't think so. That's why I keep him, and he's got a team-friendly option next year. But uh, also they I'm, they get, I, I'm they, with you on, on Bellinger and uh, right. uh, maybe a Patrick Wisdom as a throw-in. You know, I mean, he's got pop. You know, he might be able to get your relief pitcher. But like you were saying, every team needs relief pitching. Sure. I mean, it's um, and there's how many is going to be available. That's why the next four weeks is huge because teams will start to fall out of it in the next four weeks. It's going to go right up to the two, trade maybe, line. Yeah, you know? but maybe the teams may not fall out of it in those two divisions. That's the problem, yeah. I kept thinking the Cardinals, but I guess if you're within a few games, you're not out of it. But you win like five in a row. Like you win five in a row, you think you have a chance. Right. And I, I, I don't understand the Cardinals giving up on Goldsmith, but I guess if they're out of it. You well, know, I would do that for sure. I mean, he has a no-trade clause, however, so we'll see how that right. goes. And he apparently really likes St. Louis, and he's got a family and all that to consider, too, but we'll see. Hey, yeah. Elvis, always good yeah. talking to you. Thanks. Yeah, you guys have a great Fourth uh, of July weekend. You too. Take care. Thank you. 602-260-1060 is the number to join the program here. Uh, continuing that Major League Baseball conversation and uh, looking at what the race is now in the NL West, uh, looking back to yesterday with the Giants losing to the Blue Jays yesterday 2-1, to one, and they will now start a series against the Mets. Alex Cobb going for the Giants 5-2, 3.09 ERA, 76 strikeouts, going up against Carlos Carrasco, who's 2-3, and 6.19 ERA, and 33 strikeouts. Yeah, uh, I didn't watch the Giants or Dodgers games yesterday. Uh, I was doing other stuff, and the Giants game was going on. Uh, the Dodgers, I didn't even realize they resumed the game because when I did see part of the uh, Colorado broadcast, it was a deluge, and like the dugout, one of the dugouts was like totally flooded. I just assumed they weren't going to play because they have another trip to Colorado, the Dodgers, later this season. So. I missed both those games yesterday. Well, you didn't miss much with the uh, Dodgers because they ended up crushing the Rockies 14-3. to They'll start a series against the Royals, sending Bobby Miller to the mound, who's 3-1, and 4.13 ERA, 31 strikeouts, and Alec Marsh for the Royals here. But everything is now 
more compact in this NL West race with the Diamondbacks at 48 and 34, the Dodgers 45 and 35, two games back, the Giants at 45 and 36 at two and a half games back. And if we're just looking at the weekend series here, uh, the Diamondbacks have a tougher road uh, with the Angels in a three-game set as opposed to the Giants and the Mets and the Dodgers and the Royals. Well, we thought before the season started, before the week started, excuse me, that uh, the Dodgers could win every game this week. And uh, they won at Colorado, and now they face the Royals. So big start for Bobby Miller, though, who was tremendous when he first came up, their most heralded pitching prospect, and has really struggled in his last couple of starts. Now he gets the Royals, who were one of two or three teams that you could make a case are the worst offensive teams in baseball. Some other notable series, a couple to point out here. The Marlins are at the Braves. The Marlins sitting at 48 and 34 and the Braves sitting at 53 and 27 on the season. Yeah, this will be fun. I mean, the Braves are 20 and 4 this month. Uh, The Marlins are, you know, 14 games above 500. They haven't been that far above 500 since literally the two, the first decade of this century. Um, And, uh, However, the Braves have destroyed the Marlins, not just this year, but in past years. I believe it's 5-1 uh, and one so far this season against the Marlins, somewhere in that ballpark. The Marlins have won one game in two series against the Braves so far, so we'll see what happens this weekend. And the other one to point out here, the Astros at the Rangers. I swear, every time I look at the schedule, they're playing each other. Uh, the Astros are 44-37, and 37 and the Rangers are at 47-32. Uh, and 32. Yeah, five games separate these teams. They're first and second in the West. You know, the Astros still not anywhere close to being healthy. The Rangers, for the most part, with the exception of DeGrom, and granted that's a big deal. He's out for the season with Tommy John surgery and started next year, but I don't think they expected him to be healthy the entire year no matter what. Uh, But uh, the Rangers have been pretty healthy for the majority of the season, and their offense has been tremendous. And uh, certainly the all-star teams that you read there, starters that you read earlier, uh, certainly rewarded. And Garcia is going to be almost for sure going to be added to that all-star team, replacing the injured Aaron Judge. You know, we wanted to make sure that we had a little bit of time to to talk about this here, and it's never a good day when you see a lot of uh, talented people being laid off. It doesn't matter the industry. It doesn't matter, uh, you know, the network, et cetera. Uh, Seeing that happen is always an unfortunate situation, and we kind of knew this was coming, though, from ESPN because they've been telling us for months now that they're, you know, trying to cut 7,000 jobs. Uh, We didn't really have a lot of news and information about some of the behind-the-scenes people that have been losing their jobs for the last several months. But obviously, behind-the-scenes people do so much to make things work. Today, you're starting to see the names of the people that you see on television that have become you know, part of our homes for, for years. Uh, so when it comes to the NFL side of things, some of the names that we have seen being laid off today from ESPN, uh, Susie Colbert, Todd McShay, and Steve Young. And I know, for me, you know, I, I've grown up, you know, being able to see Susie Colbert as that, you know, one constant woman on television. And she did an incredible job. Uh, she did a great job navigating through Monday Night Countdown. Uh, and I know you certainly have a, a Susie Colbert story as well. 
Yeah, I remember a couple things before I get to one specific story here. Um, you know, her start uh, with ESPN was on ESPN2 when ESPN2 was introduced. And she did a show, uh, I forgot the name of the show, was with, uh, with Keith Olbermann was the other co-host. And not surprisingly, because Keith seems to get a, have problems getting along with a lot of people, but they didn't get along. But that was the first time I ever saw her, remember seeing her on a national basis. And I do, I also think she's done a really good job over the years. You know, she was a sports center anchor for a while too and did all kinds of things and obviously really got in, you know, strictly involved in the NFL in recent years. Also, uh, just you know, specifically uh, my, my Susie Colbert story, so to speak, <clears throat> excuse me, is that the Tampa Super Bowl when the Cardinals were playing in Tampa, you know, there's, you know, that was, by the way, of the Super Bowls I've been at or participated in Radio Row, et cetera, which are like five of them. That Tampa Super Bowl was the most disorganized mess I've ever seen. But one day uh, we had, there was a, I forgot what press conference it was, but a scheduled press conference in this one building in the, in the convention center or wherever this thing was, the hotel or whatever, uh, where the, the media stuff was at. And they changed it like like a couple hours before, and seemingly you know, everybody got the memo except for me and Susie Culber, who were wandering around in the hallway looking for this room where the press conference was no longer scheduled. And then I remember seeing her. Cardinals were still pretty good the next year or two after that. And I remember uh, she was here for a couple of I don't know if it was I think it was for Monday Night Football, but for whatever reason she was in town covering the Cardinals and uh, we'd you know, just run into each other in like the, the media room or you know the Cardinals media press box and uh, we uh, would joke about hey, I remember walking, wandering around the hallway with you wondering where are we supposed to be that uh, <laughs> she was very nice and I uh, was uh, somewhat stunned and uh, happy that she remembered who I was a couple years later but uh, yeah, we were just we were like the only two people that didn't get the memo what the heck <laughs> Oh, well, it gave you the chance to have a conversation with her, so that's cool. Yeah. Um, the other names that I've seen so far this morning, uh, Max Kellerman, uh, in addition to the NBA side of things, Jalen Rose and Jeff Van Gundy. And for, you know, I, I know we had briefly talked about this off air that for Jeff Van Gundy, there has been some, you know, rumors that he might be joining the front office uh, in some capacity with the Houston Rockets. But I think for us as viewers watching games that Jeff Van Gundy calls, uh, we're worse off for him not being part of the broadcasts. Absolutely. I think he's the best at what he does in the NBA. Um, uh, and unfortunately, uh, you, know, for, you know, I think Mark Jackson seems to be a very nice human being. Um, but I don't think he offers anything on a broadcast. And I was hoping at some point that it would be uh, Mike Brian, and uh, I've mentioned this for multiple years now, uh, Brian, um, you know, Jeff Van Gundy, and Doris Burke, who should be, hopefully, I assume, I'm just assuming she gets automatically promoted to take Van Gundy's spot here, assuming she still has a job. But uh, that would be the, the best broadcast team they could come up with. So hopefully uh, she gets at least a promotion, and uh, whether it's with Mark Jackson or not, included in the broadcast. 
It's poll question time on the other side of the break, but it's also that time for the $100 gift certificate to Von Hansen's Meats and Spirits to grill up something for the long holiday weekend. Caller number three is the winner of the $100 gift certificate to Von Hansen's Meats and Spirits. The number 602-260-1060. Once again, 602-260-1060 for the $100 gift certificate. Jalapeno cheddar beef patties, $6.99 a pound. Prime pork Butterfly pork chops at $4.99 a pound. Fresh cut spatchcock chickens at $6.99 a pound. Plus beer tasting tonight from 3 to 6. Wine tasting Saturday and Sunday from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. They're located 2390 North Alma School in Chandler. That's our friends, Von Hansen's Meats and Spirits. As I mentioned, poll questions. They're coming up on the other side of the break. It is the extra point. I'll turn those picks into gold. Wall-to-wall NFL coverage and the biggest stories coming to you from 3 to 5 p.m. The Rich Eisen Show here on KDUS AM 1060 and KDUS1060.com. Congratulations to our winner of the $100 gift certificate to Von Hansen's Meats and Spirits. Once again, they're located 2390 North Alma School Road in Chandler, or you can visit them online at vonhansensmeats.net. Bob Kemp, Kayla Mortolaro with you here up until noon today, as we typically do Mondays, Wednesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays. Another reminder here for you for the upcoming schedule. Uh, We're not going to be here July 3rd and 4th. That's Monday and Tuesday next week in observance of Independence Day. We'll be doing shows for you uh, July 5th through the 7th, and then we're on vacation July 10th through the 14th back on July 17th. But it's time to get into the poll questions, and we'll start with the KDOS1060.com poll question, and that is in regards to the Diamondbacks and uh, a potential uh, decision to make ahead for bringing in some starting pitching. Should the D-backs offer the Mets a combination of current young major leaguers and or top prospects for Max Scherzer? Uh, the answer to this is no. Uh, I think a lot of people either don't know or forgot or maybe don't know the circumstances. Uh, Scherzer was the first pick of the Diamondbacks in the 2016 draft, the 2006 draft, excuse me, before they traded him in 2009. The organization, a lot of people in baseball, including myself, uh, didn't think that Scherzer's violent pitching um, he's changed his delivery a little bit, but you just didn't think it was going to last long term. I was foolish enough to be amongst those to suggest he should just be a relief pitcher or a closer. And the Diamondbacks also apparently thought that, at least that was the thinking at the time, uh, when they allowed him to leave. And uh, uh, so that obviously didn't work out because he's been one of the more durable pitchers in baseball and he's almost 40. Uh, so that, uh, was a mistake, but like I said, I, you know, I was, uh, on board with the idea of, uh, let's just make him a closer and see if that works. Uh, but you know, that's, uh, he's been incredible. Now, the other part of this is his contract obviously is over $43 million for this season and next season. The Mets would have to pay part of that to trade him anywhere, let alone here, which is obviously not a big market high payroll, you know, a market. And the, I think the biggest thing, though, is while I certainly believe the Diamondbacks 
if they want to be really somewhat serious about this year, need to add at least one starting pitcher and probably two. I would not be giving up a, a slew of young players currently on their roster or prospects to get Scherzer or anybody else for that matter. I mean, they're going to have to give up something amongst that young talent to get anybody, but I would not uh, give out, uh, give up my, my best top-level talent, and I'm assuming that the Mets trade Scherzer. That's what they would be seeking, whether it's from the Diamondbacks or anybody else. Yeah, I'm on the the no side here as well. I mean, after kind of an interesting start to the year where we were – had some legitimate questions about where where Scherzer is at in the the progress of his career. He's certainly uh, had a much better end of May and uh, part of June here. He's seven and two this season, three point eight seven ERA. He's pitched seventy six and two thirds innings, thirteen home runs allowed, eighteen walks, along with eighty five strikeouts. Now I, I do have a question, and do you think that this was just an isolated incident, or is this something to to? consider when you're talking about Scherzer. So when he was uh, acquired for the Los Angeles Dodgers, he was pitching great. And there was a lot of expectations there for him. And then the, there was all of that arm fatigue and, you know, some arm, uh, you know, just tiredness, etc. And then he wasn't effective in the playoffs. Is that something that you would also consider when you're talking about Max Scherzer in this scenario? Yeah, I think that's a really good point. Actually, he's faded the last two seasons, um, last year with the Mets also. So, yeah, I think that's uh, – you know, if you're somebody that's interested in, uh, you know, in investing in Scherzer and you're not just investing for the rest of this season, it's for next season. And, you know, you, you know there, there's only that many – there's only few teams out there that would supposedly be able to give up the young players – that the Diamondbacks could give up. You know, you know, I think that Cincinnati falls into this category. I know they've been mentioned uh, last couple of days in New York along with the Diamondbacks is a possible destination. The Royals, not the Royals, excuse me, the Orioles would certainly be included in that too. But if I'm not, if I'm any of those three teams, Baltimore, Arizona, Cincinnati, I would not give up a, uh, you know, a, 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 you know, multiple young players for Scherzer at this point of his career because of the contract, which you're going to have to pay some, certainly uh, not all $43.3 million the next two seasons, but you have to give up. It just, uh, it just doesn't think, seem to be a very good match to me. Uh, the masses are on the no side of things at 60% of the vote. Yes, sitting at 40%. This is KDOS1060.com. Poll question. Flipping it on over to Twitter, at KDOSAM1060, inspired by Chris Haynes' report from yesterday that uh, Kyrie Irving will sit down, have a conversation when allowed to with the Suns and the Mavericks. Uh, so should the Suns be interested in signing free agent Kyrie Irving? I'm on the no side of things, and... Before I even thought about, uh, you know, how it would work on the court, how it would work with Kyrie's personality, uh, before I thought about any of that, my initial reaction was, it's not going to work money-wise. Like, is he really going to come here on a vet minimum? I, I can't see that when you're eligible for a five-year, two-hundred-plus million-dollar maximum extension. So, just for from that alone, then when you look at if it's a sign-and-trade possibility, uh, there's all sorts of other ramifications even if you were to sign and trade him involving DeAndre Ayton. So just from 
contractual side of things, I thought, well, this isn't even really plausible. So uh, am I really going to spend more time thinking about it? But when I did think about it, there is only one ball. And you already have Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, and Bradley Beal, who I do think those three players can coexist. And we should see some fun offensive ball movement and offensive production on the court. When you add in Kyrie, not sure that I feel the same way about uh, everyone being being happy and being able to uh, have that offensive success. So all in all here, I'm on the no side. I'm going to be a little stronger than I think this is absurd. Uh, you know, for the reasons that you mentioned, and uh, you know, apparently part of this, one of these reports was that, you know, Durant wants to play with Kyrie again. Remember they went to, they were in Brooklyn together and so forth, but uh, it just, just seems to be the worst possible idea. It's not like, uh, you know, there wasn't much of a sample, unfortunately, for the Mavericks with Irving and, and Luka. And those are two guys that need the ball, et cetera. Uh, so they had a you know, losing record when those two guys played together. I, I, just, I don't see any scenario where this could possibly work on the basketball court, take away all the financial uh, considerations and a contractual oblig- uh, obligation or whatever that might be. It just, just seems to be... A horrible match, but once again, it appears we have an owner with Matt Ishbia who's just into fantasy basketball. The masses are in agreement on the no side of things at 76% of the vote. Yes, sitting at 24%. This is on Twitter at KDOS AM 1060. We will wind down this uh, June 30th edition of Extra Point on the other side of the break and uh, get you ready, though, for the Diamondbacks taking on the Mets July 4th at Chase Field to enjoy some baseball in the air conditioning. It's supposed to be really hot uh, over the weekend here, so you might as well go see some baseball. The D-back taking on the Mets and the first 15,000 fans to the game will receive a patriotic tee. Visit dbacks.com slash tickets to secure your seats now. Bob and I wrap it up on the other side of the break. It is the Extra Point here on KDOS AM 1060, online at kdos1060.com and with the KDOS 1060 app powered by Superbook Sports. Point here on KDOS AM 1060 online at KDOS1060.com and with the KDOS 1060 app powered by Superbook Sports. Uh, one more reminder here for you, though, that uh, we're off on July 3rd and 4th in observance of Independence Day. We'll be with you July 5th through 7th and then taking some vacation July 10th through 14th and back on July 17th. But it's that time once again, Bob. It is thank you time. As always, we thank you for listening. Special thanks to the callers, emailers, tweeters, texters, whomever, and whatever else slipped through the cracks. Also, our guest today, we had Angels and Shohei Otani discussion with Jeff Fletcher from the Orange County Register. Jeff's book uh, 
Showtime. That's uh, you know, check that out at Amazon. And uh, good stuff from Jeff, as always. And lot the Angels are intriguing. That's the word I'm going to keep using. And I haven't used that uh, those words together, Angels and intriguing, for many years. But uh, I am intrigued this uh, particular year. Also, sound today, a lot of sound today. WCBS, Valley Sports Southeast, Valley Sports Arizona, TNT, ESPN, NBC, WFAM, ATL 680, the Braves flagship, and also Tex 105.3, that's the Rangers flagship. Special thanks, as always, to Kayla, Corey, and Aaron. And Kayla's going to tell us what's coming up next. That's right. Up next from noon to 1 o'clock, it is Sports Map Radio Network, followed by the Doug Gottlieb Show from 1 to 3, the Rich Eisen Show from 3 to 5, and the Sports Zoo with Dave Rooster Beerstein from 5 to 6. So I feel like I'm pretty well in tuned with the golf world, and uh, I completely forgot that yesterday was the match featuring uh, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey team. I knew about this. Oh, yeah. I I just never even crossed my radar yesterday until a friend texted me yesterday night saying uh, something about, oh, the match is on, and I completely forgot. But Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey pulled off the upset, beating Steph and Clay 3-2. and But I guess the big moment, though, came away with uh, Chuck, Charles Barkley telling Ernie Johnson that he's being inducted into the Sports Broadcasting Hall of Fame. Okay. Well, I knew about the golf thing because I get too many text alerts. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. Uh, when it comes to uh, the Phoenix Mercury, they picked up their first win with interim coach Nikki Blue yesterday, 85-63 over the Fever. Uh, Diana Taurasi, 17 points. Brittany Griner, 22 points. They'll host the Lynx tomorrow, 7 p.m. on NBA TV. Also looks like Nikki Blue is adding former ASU women's basketball coach Charlie Turner Thorne to the coaching staff as an assistant so uh that's what's going on All with right. the phoenix mercury the diamondbacks face the angels tonight 6 30 p.m on apple tv plus uh, the rest of the games on saturday and sunday back on bally sports arizona everyone have yourselves a fantastic and a safe long weekend bob and i will talk to you on wednesday july 5th Also, don't forget about our friends at Von Hansen's Meats and Spirits, located 2390 North Alma School in Chandler, or visit them online at vonhansensmeats.net. Have a safe, fantastic, long holiday weekend. Talk to you July 5th here on The Extra Point on KDOS AM 1060, online at kdos1060.com and with the KDOS 1060 app, powered by Superbook Sports. (laughs) 